0: Tommy! Mikey! Oh, Thomas, I had a rough weekend. Rough weekend, buddy. Why is that? <sighs> well, you know, Friday, I got this news. Everybody got the news that Judge Ruth Bader Ginsburg fell down in her office and was rushed to the hospital. That made you have a bad weekend? I ran down to Washington, D.C., Thomas, and I wanted to give her, donate my kidney. Not my kidney, my hip. You know, you can't donate a hip, they told me. <laughs> but she, she didn't break a hip. She, like you, is the last bastion of liberalism in Americana, right? So when they told me I couldn't donate my hip, I said, how about if I give her one of my ribs? You can't donate a rib. Did you know that? No. Gee, that's too bad. There's nothing <laughs> I can do to help her. So what I did, Thomas, I stayed down there and I sewed together a new jacket for her made out of cushions. All pillow cushions. (laughs) So if she falls again, she'll be set. You know, Thomas, more Democrats went to church yesterday than ever before. Why is that? To pray for her health, my friend. (laughs) Oh, my God. Oh, my goodness. She's a tough old bird, isn't she? She is.
1: You You know, know, I taped that thing that was on CNN a while back. It's a movie
0: about her. Right. Did you see that? No, but it's funny you bring that up because the actress that played her is an actress named Felicity Jones. And when I said that to my wife, I said, that woman's too pretty to play her. And my wife got indignant, and she said, wait a minute. And then she got on her iPad and started riffing back. You know, we have to remember, she's 86 years old. when Yeah, she was back a, in the day, she wasn't bad. Yeah, she was a hot babe. <laughs> well, I don't know about that. <laughs> Take a look, Thomas. Go to that Google machine again. <laughs> you know, she had pancreatic she cancer. She beat pancreatic cancer.
1: And that's one of the things you never beat. This is true. So she's a... Tough old bird, as you mentioned, for sure. Now, I got to think, just because of that, you didn't have a bad weekend. In fact, I thought you would have had a great weekend because your Philadelphia 76ers just picked up Jimmy Butler, which is going to make them a beast in the
0: East. So you got a big three on the 76ers now, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. We'll see. We, You know, I don't know. He's a little bit of a head case, they say. But maybe he wanted to win and end up in Minnesota. He wasn't doing that. So, so yeah, I mean— these guys, they come and go, Thomas, in all these sports, these big athletes. Look at LeBron now out in L.A. Who is it that said, Jerry
1: Seinfeld said, we're just rooting for uniforms at this point, right?
0: Yeah. I mean, I, I love it, and I'm, I'm a big Sixers fan, and we'll see what happens. But I don't know. You, you, you can't get too caught up in this stuff because these guys make millions and millions of yeah, dollars. Yeah, and they'll disappoint you every time. Yeah. Well, that's a... I think get from that to Ruth Bader Ginsburg breaking her...
1: I don't know. You had said you had a bad weekend, and I thought you would be excited about that. Right. Okay. Well, here's something everybody can get excited about. It's our daily podcast, The Address, What's This World, coming to... Dot com,
0: baby. No, No, not baby. baby. Tom and Mike. Now, Thomas, we make fun of the state of Florida a lot, don't we? We do. I mean... I don't know what goes on down there. We know that the name Hanging Chad became very popular after
1: the year 2000, and not just because he was a great porn star.
0: Right, but my (laughs) gosh, Thomas, that was a (laughs) joke. Oh, I thought it was funny. This is like deja
1: vu all over again. Are the Republican judges going to figure this whole thing out like they did for Bush in 2000?
0: Well, right now the GOP is calling foul. They're saying that they want to stop the counting, but you know— Whether you're a Republican or Democrat, they're saying the Democrats are trying to steal by counting all the votes. It's like saying someone is cheating to win a foot race by running fast,
1: right? All the votes should count, no matter what party you're in. So if the Republicans win, if you're a Democrat, you should be okay with that. And if the Democrats win, if you're a Republican, you should be okay with that. Because what do you truly want? You want democracy. You want every vote to count, right? Right, but there's something wrong with our country that here in. You, you should, should just stop right there. No, no, listen to me. Let if me there th- is
0: something wrong with our country. That, that in 2018, we can't figure out a better way to vote. There are people in lines for three hours last Tuesday. You shouldn't wait three hours, should you? No. You know, in places like um, Oregon, Washington, and Colorado, they mail their votes in, Thomas, and there's no problems except for one thing.
1: What? In a lot of those states they're just getting around to counting those votes now, which well, is who cares? crazy. And the pundits who have predicted all these outcomes are all wrong. You can't tell me we can put a man on yeah, the moon. Yeah, no, you right, we can Well, we can't put a man on the moon anymore. We could in 1969, but right. the reality but, is in 2018 we could not put a man on the moon.
0: But I mean, we we invented the internet. We can we can transplant No, we didn't. That was Al Gore. we can transplant, we can do all those incredible things. And you're telling me that we can't figure out a system where you can use your telephone or something, your social security number and just vote. Why can't you do that, Thomas? We can,
1: But, you know, I just don't think there's any rush to get to that place. We do have the technology to make sure that all of our people get to vote and vote easily. But There's some people that really don't
0: want everybody to vote. Right. But and also, this sounds crazy. In parts of Florida, they had a ballot that was designed where they had the governor's race at the top of the ballot on page one. Then they had all these amendments, state amendments that people had to read through like three pages. And then at the end of all that was the Senate race. Does that make sense? Well, and then the Senate race um, in a
1: lot of those ballots, something like 22,000 ballots wasn't even listed. Right.
0: That's a problem. Right. And so right now, the Democrats and the Republicans, above all their lawyers down there, I say we do a compromise. We'll stop the counting, make those two guys win the Senate and the GOP uh, governoral race, but we make Al Gore president. How about that? No. <laughs> <laughs> he had his shot. Tom and Mike. California's
1: on fire, buddy. This is terrible. You know, I have a good friend out there. In fact, anybody in the radio business would know this name. His name is Joel Denver, Mm -hmm. and he owns a company called All Access, and it's a big uh, radio press thing that he created years ago, and he's kind of the source for radio broadcast news, if that makes sense. It's called All Access. So I was texting him over the weekend just to make sure he's okay because his business is in Malibu. And I asked him if he was okay. He said, "I'm okay, but my house is gone, and I'm pretty sure that my office, my business, is gone."
0: Wow, his house is gone. Yeah. Oh, what's
1: he doing? Staying with friends. The guy is actually quite well off, but you know, there's 250,000 people that are removed from their homes out there. Seven thousand pl- places to live, and you're not going to find a hotel room certainly. Seven thousand homes were destroyed. Seven thousand, times. But 250,000 people displaced.
0: That's unbelievable. And what does our president say? I'm cutting, oh, well, we're not going
1: to help California because right. they didn't vote for me.
0: Well, we're cutting off federal funds because they screwed up the uh, forest management. He's telling everybody that this happened because— Well, but we all know why he wants to cut California off. But so. it's crazy. In the time, 25 people are dead so far. 7,000 homes have been lost. Like you said, 250,000 displaced and the guy has no empathy. I Whether you care about your Republican or Democrat, that doesn't make any sense, does it? Nothing he does
1: makes any sense. So we shouldn't even talk about it. The only it's, thing that- It's the, an exercise in futility,
0: my friend. Well, actually, the whole state's on fire. Northern California's on fire. Southern California on, The only places is isn't burning right now is like San Diego area. And you give that a chance, it'll probably burn too. But people are having to wear masks because the air quality is not even- breathable. It's not healthy. And this one hit the celebrities, the Kardashians' homes, Bruce Jet or not Bruce, Caitlyn Jenner's house is destroyed, Martin Sheen's house, Suzanne Summers, Lady Gaga. So, you know, usually you hear these stories, they're just like, you know, they go through trailer parks and stuff. It doesn't but,
1: matter if you're rich, you're, well, I, well I, can't, I can't imagine there's anybody that's poor in Malibu, but I suppose there are poor people out there. But the point being, it doesn't matter what your financial situation in life is, if you lose your
0: home, it's devastating. Right. And I don't know how anybody, anybody out there listening to us could say that climate change isn't a problem right now. Thomas, we've been on this earth for a lot of years. You more than me, of course, but still a lot of years. That's not true. That's not true. (laughs) That's true. I'm I'm young Thomas. I will always be young Thomas.
1: And don't you forget that, sir.
0: Do you ever remember having something like this happen before? There's been wildfire, sure, but not this is the second time this in the last couple of months. Remember earlier in the summer California yeah, was California
1: on fire. is almost becoming uninhabitable. I mean between fires, floods, earthquakes, mudslides, goodness great. Like what's coming next? Locust? They call it the Golden State, Thomas. I don't think it's golden anymore. No. Terrible. And we're all those angels in Los Angeles anyway. They're supposed right. to be the city of angels. And I do believe in angels, by the way. There's some amazing stories. Did you see that CNN video of the couple riding through the fire and they were were praying and they got through to the other side? That was unbelievable. And that's a testament to the power of prayer right there, my friend.
0: And I got to say, maybe here in Lansing, we have some cold winters, but you know what? Pretty lucky. We never get hurricanes, do we? Yeah, but the Spartans aren't that good. We never never get wildfires. We never really get earthquakes. Maybe a tornado every now and then. But other than that, it's pretty good, right? We've got fuel to keep it going, right? What's the biggest problem facing America right now? The biggest problem facing the most, if you had the most Americans, I would say, say
1: probably healthcare, pre existing conditions. That's right, buddy. And cost of healthcare. Right. The access to good healthcare, good doctors, affordability.
0: Right. You know, that's a big umbrella healthcare, right? Okay. Now, I want you to stay with me on this one because I think I can solve the healthcare problem in America. Okay. Okay. It costs money. And they were talking about going to single payer where we all get into a big. Everybody gets paid for, like in some countries. Here's what I think you do. The government hires a bunch of extra workers and they work for the treasury. And for the next like three months, all they do is print money. Let's say they stop at $10 trillion. And I know you're going to say, well, you just can't throw that money out there because it'll cause inflation, but you don't use it for that. You make one giant fund. It's called the health fund. So you've got $10 trillion of this newly minted money in this health fund. And then when, let's say, Thomas has a kidney stone or you break something and you go to the hospital and the bill is, let's say, $1,900, you just submit that record to this health fund and then the government takes that $1,900 out of that $10 trillion, boom, everybody has it. Why can't that happen? What? Where's my... My plan, where did I go wrong? Well, I'm
1: not an economist. And here's the thing, and you, neither are you. You just can't print a bunch of money and well, say, okay, that's the healthcare fund. I just don't think that would work. But why? hey, you might be onto something. It just <laughs> seems to me that's a crazy idea. You know, what about this idea? What if, okay, you have a big hospital group, say, like the Cleveland Clinic, okay? Right. And Cleveland Clinic now is starting to be a big national hospital, correct? So what if you were insured through the Cleveland Clinic? Okay, you had to see Cleveland Clinic doctors. Right. If you ever went to the hospital, you had to go to the Cleveland Clinic. And let's assume there's one in every town in America. Let's... Assume that Cleveland Clinic just spreads its wings. And they are one of the biggest hospitals in the world. And they're rated, I think, number one in the world. So what if they became a big national hospital? Right. Okay. because I know right now they're in Northeast. They're all over Ohio. They're all over Florida. They're all over like a couple of other states, I think. But the point being, okay, what if they were in all 50 states? And we know that name is golden stellar Cleveland Clinic, right? Mm-hmm. So what if, I'm just saying what if, they said, okay, we're going to ensure everybody that gets their health care through us, and we're going to do it for pennies on the dollar. So they have this enormous fund, right? Mm-hmm. And everything is in-house with them. If you ever get sick, you go to see one of their doctors. If you ever need surgery or whatever, you need to go to the hospital, you go to one of their hospitals. So the hospital doctors actually become the insurers. I mean, don't you think that would be a profitable situation?
0: Yeah. The only problem with that, though, is that you're talking about if you want to take care of the whole country, the Cleveland Clinic would have to build franchises. Well, not, not just, necessarily build, but they would have
1: to create franchises. You're right. In all 50 states. And not just all work. 50
0: states. It to be. It in, has to be according to their Standards, of right? But it would be like in Northern Michigan. It have to be in Southern Michigan. It'd be everywhere. So, right. I don't know. That's I like mine better because I just see a bunch just of print people. a bunch of money. <laughs> Why couldn't that work? And you just use it for that. You don't circulate the money other than just for the healthcare for when Joe Smith gets a problem. I don't know. I'm going to look into this, Thomas. <laughs> I think I might be onto something. You could be, but why don't you
1: just pursue it? I had this great idea back in the 90s when I was in the music business that every, you know, this is in the beginning of Napster. Right. And I remember being on a conference call and all the record executives all over the country were complaining about Napster and how they wanted to put Napster out of business. And I saw that once the train was out of the station on digital downloads, that You know, it was never going to go back. There was no way to put Napster or anybody else out of business. So I raised my hand on this conference call. This must have been like 1997. And I said, hey, why can't we sell our music for like a dollar a download? And all these record people were making fun of me saying, oh, that's the worst idea ever. People want to hold those CDs in their hand. They want to read those liner notes. You know, they just couldn't let go of that CD model. But the idea of selling music for a dollar a download actually became Apple iTunes, right? Wow. So, you know, there are great ideas out there on how to save the healthcare system, but nobody listens because everybody is so concerned about making a buck, making a buck and what's in front of their face. Right? They have no vision. And I know you're not a great believer in the Bible, but here's a great verse, and it's in the Old Testament somewhere. But it says that those without vision shall perish. And see, that is the problem with where we are with this particular subject in this country is we don't have any vision. I'm talking about leadership. Leadership is supposed to have vision beyond the nose on their faces. So I'm going to stop preaching, and I'm going to tell you about our daily website. Actually, why don't you
0: tell the people, because I'm going to take a sip of water right now, Mike. You want to go to whatsthisworldcomingto.com to hear all this fun and hilarity in one block of fun. Right, Thomas? That's right. Tom and Mike. There's some tough people I've worked for in my life, and I'm sure you have. But there's this company in China that's coming under a little bit of uh, criticism because it's a home renovation company in China. And they're forcing workers to eat roaches if they don't meet their sales target. (laughs) How about that? Cockroaches. If you don't meet your sales, Thomas, your sales quota for the month, they make you eat cockroaches. But guess in China, that's called the number five special, isn't it? <laughs> the number five special, <laughs> huh? There should be plenty of those to go around. So what gets me is that the economy is so bad over there that some of the employees are still willing to stay. Would you stay for a company that made you eat cockroach, Thomas? Mm-hmm. If you didn't I don't eat? think so, but there is a lot of protein in those little buggers. <laughs>
1: I know it sounds disgusting, but people will eat just about anything. I know. People will eat maggots. You know what I did over the weekend? You ate a maggot? No, I did not. But I was so bored. It was Saturday, I don't know, maybe Saturday afternoon after the Ohio State-Michigan State game. I was so bored. You know what I did? I went to the NASA channel. Have you ever watched the NASA channel? No, I can Oh, my say gosh. It. That is the most boring TV ever. But I did learn something. What's do you that? know what they do? Did you ever think about what they have to do in space to drink water? You know, because water, H2O, is one of the primary ingredients for life, right? right? They don't have a source of water in outer space because they can't store it on the space station. It's too heavy. It's not efficient to keep it. So they have to drink their own pee. Get out of here. I am swear to you, they, they have a water filtration system that collects all their urine, collects everything, including their sweat, right, in the air filtration system, and it converts it into drinking water. So they have to drink their own pee. You know... Space program sounded like fun when we were kids. It doesn't sound like much fun anymore, does it? Yeah. And man. what are they making these people eat? Wow. Uh, you know, I might rather eat a cockroach than to drink my own pee. Wow. That's unbelievable.
0: Do you like Chinese food? I do like Chinese food. The only my problem is I wish they make those chopsticks. They had points on the end, so I at least stab my food. <laughs> you know? Mike. Thomas, there's this guy in Amsterdam. He's a 69-year-old man. Okay, he thinks he looks really good. So he's petitioning the court that he can change all his ID stuff to make him only 49 years old. Wow. He wants to legally change his birth date from 1949 to 1969. He says, if people can change their gender, why can't I change my age? He has a point, doesn't he? He does have a point. And how's that going? (laughs) <laughs> How's it going for him? I mean, what is the court saying? It just started But yeah. you can go on the Google machine again And look at this guy He doesn't look 49 I you know, he looks more like 69 and 49 I think he's a little fool of himself Keep him dreaming You know, he'll find that he, you know, hits on a woman And she tells him, get away from me, you old perp Because he doesn't look 49 But So 69 really is the new 49 Yeah Wow Wow So if you could go back to an age And you could stay there the rest of your life Could you figure out what age it might be? If you could pick an age that you could stay for the rest of your life, what would it be? I'd say 23, mm-hmm. as in strawberry letter. That's a little bit still young. You I would say 33. And why is that? Well, because you're at your peak physically as a man. You've learned enough. I don't think at 23 you've learned enough. Those 10 extra years are pretty good. for. No, I'm just thinking about what was
1: going on in my life personally at 23. I met my wife. I was extremely happy. Plus, my radio career was going great. I mean, everything was seemingly perfect. If you had your pick for the rest of your life, if you could be one age, you'd stay at 23. 23. Yeah, I didn't know anything, (laughs) but that's okay. I was having the time of my life. (gasps) You still are. (laughs) Well. You're young, fun Thomas. Yes, I am. And I'm just slightly outside of the millennial age group. By the way, I like to remind people of that because I know they can't believe it. They say you sound so young.
0: That's right. Me too. Don't they? Your, they your, do. They do. We're, But we're not young. that old. We're
1: a couple. You know, anybody young. over forty is outside of the millennial group, and so we're slightly over forty. I hate saying that because you know we're targeting millennials.
0: Oh, please. But we have
1: hopefully they can relate to us. We're as young as you feel, buddy. That's right. Tom and Mike.